0: This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we cover the big money issues in the world of sports. And we continue our conversation with Bloomberg's Jason Kelly and Vanessa Perdomo, who have a new series called Next in Sports Premiering. Uh, It's been premiering for a while now, actually. This is number five in the sport that you're profiling. And I mean... I don't, again, I'm not sure if this is a sport or activity, but you're oh, covering. Oh, this is a sport.
1: Oh, it's a this sport, sport. Big time. Okay. Yeah. This
0: is the World Chase Tag, which is basically an elaborate game of tag.
2: Yes, 100%. It is tag times 10 on a, a whole nother level. It is parkour athletes, uh-huh. stunt, you know, men and women who are just elite. This is my favorite sport that we've covered throughout this show. Really? Yes, 100%. Why is that? Other than obviously, well, we have an episode coming up on the NWSL. I was a soccer player, so, so it's near and dear I to should, your heart. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. So that, other than that, and you know, speaking with Your Alex favorite Morgan, new sport. New, yeah, How about this that. This is my favorite new sport. It is so intense. It is so much fun to watch. the The formula formula for this sport is perfect. It is so so easy to follow. It's someone who is literally just chasing another person. That's all you have to know. It's this is the person running away. And this is the person trying to chase them. It's called a evader and a chaser, mm-hmm. and it's only twenty seconds. So it's not like you're sitting there watching forever. Mm-hmm. They have to run away in twenty seconds, or they'll be caught. And
1: on an obstacle course. On by an the obstacle way. Yeah, course. That, that's a key point.
2: Tons of stuff in in their way. There's you know bars and things to jump over, things to dive through. It is so intense. It is so fun to watch, and I genuinely was really upset I didn't get to try it.
1: Yeah, I I have to say I'm glad I didn't have to try. <laughs> this is <laughs> the difference between between us. Um, I went to this place in Atlanta, which is one of the only. I think it's one of it, it was for a while the only quad, which is the official name of the court. Um, it's in suburban Atlanta. It's run by these two young entrepreneurs, like very young. The the woman who runs it is literally 21 years old. They are former or current American Ninja Warrior athlete. So, okay. I mean, this is, so if you've watched that, you get a sense of, like, the climbing and all the, the strength that's involved. I didn't get it until I saw it live and how, like, really intense it was and how quick and Nimble and and agile and to VP's point, like you you sort of do get sucked in and I watched it on TV a few times and it it's it's compelling television and like uh, you know last episode we talked about cornhole it's on ESPN
0: <laughs> that is um, the tagline for everything it's on ESPN so yeah. clearly yeah. it's a sport exactly. I mean um, one thing that I remember from watching the videos when someone described it as a physical form of chess um, I thought mm, of it as a yes. Hollywood chase scene meets parkour. Because it always seemed Absolutely. like it was a very elaborate chase scene um, with a lot of athleticism as well. And one thing that was notable, Vanessa, was that um, small people have an advantage. Yes, right. You don't have to be big and tall and brutish and strong, right? Right.
2: So I think that one of the things that we talked to one of the brothers, who's a co-founder in the sport, about Damien DeVoe, who created the quad itself. The course. Yeah, he created the, the course itself. So he's, you know, kind of thinking about every movement and every obstacle they have on the course is that they wanted to make sure that shorter players and taller players both had advantages in different parts of the quad. So Shorter players can get really easily underneath. They're really quick and, and nimble, but like if you're tall and you have really long limbs, mm-hmm. there's other parts where, you know, you're great. So you saw I talked to one girl who was shorter than I am, which is really hard to do,
1: um,
2: <laughs> and she was give in- it up
1: for the small people. Yeah, though. seriously. Like-
2: She's an incredible athlete, and she's a parkour athlete. But so she's maybe like five one. But uh-huh. then they they have another player on another team who's got to be at least six eight. Uh-huh. Um, he's the stunt man in the Predator movies. So like the literal difference of people who can play this sport is really incredible, and I think they they do that very intentionally.
0: Yeah, and again, it speaks to the accessibility and how. Um it, it's not a limiting sport. It, it's kind right. of wide open. Mm-hmm. There Are there co-ed teams? There are not
2: co-ed teams yet. I think there might have been one girl on one of the men's teams. So technically, I mean, yeah, you could. Uh-huh. But the divisions were mostly men and women's teams. But they have both. They just started women's last year so they've only been in a couple of events so far so when the one i went to in columbus was only their second event that women were participating in but they worked really really hard you know the athletes themselves to get it in and they said you know that christian and damian who are the brothers who co-founded the sport were very on board with having Mm -hmm. you know and they it was just something that they sort of overlooked when they first did it. And now there's at least four women's teams, but Listen, they're they're obviously just as incredible, and they're they're so fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it really. I mean, it it's incredible to to watch, and and also I think Vanessa hit on a very key thing: the the speed of it and the length of the you know essentially the the sessions. I mean, make it very compelling. I mean, you saw it live. It, it was at, I mean, talk about Arnold Fest because that that yeah. whole scene. Wait, Arnold looked, as an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: Arnold. You know, he has this event every year in Columbus, Ohio. That is one of the biggest events in it's definitely the biggest event that Columbus hosts all year which is saying something because they have a lot of state football games and they actually host a lot of events but it it attracts like hundreds of thousands of people every year so many different things are going on there's obviously it's a bodybuilding competition for mm-hmm. the most part but it's branched out to all these different random things like medieval fighting was there. I don't know if they were competing, necessarily, but it was there. And spectacles. yes. Yeah, maybe that's
1: for next season. Yeah, next maybe. yeah exactly. <laughs> we'll have to
2: take another look at that one.
1: We will not joust.
2: Yeah. I will. <laughs> Famous last so words. Put on, put on the armor. Um, and then, in the corner of this big festival, you have World Chase Tag. And it is a huge setup, but, I mean, the middle of the convention center. Mm-hmm. So, if you didn't necessarily go there to see it, You probably heard it because it was really loud. And there was just a bunch of people stopping in to seeing it, and they were immediately sucked in. Arnold Schwarzenegger himself came by to see it, and he was sitting there, and he was cheering, and he was so into it because it is literally, like I said, you don't have to ever have seen it before to when you're there watching it, you are sucked in, and it is just so fun to watch. And, again, really really hard, you know, you're watching. We've talked a lot about this when we are doing this series. You want to see people doing things that you can't do, yeah, and you
0: cannot do this. This is feats of athleticism, definitely, when you're talking about, you know, stuntmen and parkour athletes uh, leading the way here. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at Qatar Economic Forum.com. Who's the, who? Who's the money behind this? Jason,
1: Um, so it's interesting because you know they've gathered up some sponsors, but you know you talked about and you talked to the the founders of the league. It's largely been self-funded. They met up with a company called Tupelo Honey, which is a production company which has helped fund it. Because part of this, and I think this is a really important aspect to all of these sports we're talking about. Part of it is it's a show, you know, and, and part of it is really creating something, you know, later on in the season, we're, we're going to talk about a sport called Kabaddi in India. And that's another one that has, you know, really created a show around itself. And that really draws in an audience. And and so I think the ability to really hone the product with different camera angles and, and Different length, you know. I mean, I think they've experimented with the the different obstacles and the timing, and you know, some of the rules and and whatnot. Uh, That's, I think, what really has made it a more compelling um, proposition. It's like you look around when it's on TV and when you're seeing it live, and you know, their sponsor is signing on because people are watching.
2: Yeah, and I think that with with Honey, they came in. Like Jason said, they Tupelo Honey's the one who got him, got them on ESPN, got them that broadcast, and for Christian and Damien, it was almost a hard sell to yeah. them because they grew so organically on their own. They were just streaming events from the park that would get a million views on mm. Facebook and mm-hmm. on YouTube. So they thought, you know, the. Tr- we're growing at grassroots social media very important which it is you know and they're they have a large following on social media because their highlights are sick but Tupelo Honey was very integral in making sure that they know that broadcast is still very important as we all know media rights are one of the biggest money making things yeah. in sports but one of the interesting things about Jason was saying it's a show it's all this but they made sure to make that show a sport, mm-hmm. and not a an American, you know, and not a dramatization. Yeah, somebody point. tried to do that. Um, there was this big controversy that happened with Fox tried to basically take this sport, tag, tag. and they had JJ Watt and his brother host a show called Tag, and they did this thing, but it was very. They they dramatized it in a way that was... They turned it into a reality show? Yeah, basically. And Christian and Damien were very against doing that. So that wasn't them. And they were against doing that because they said there's enough drama in sports Mm -hmm. itself. You don't have to make it silly, almost.
1: Which I have to say, I feel like is one of the the really interesting through lines and, and debates through this whole series is how do you balance... What we all, to Vanessa's point, really love about sports, which is the unpredictability of it, mm-hmm. but also bounce it with the storytelling that can make the sport that much more interesting because you can get emotionally invested in it. I mean, it's the, you know, going back to an earlier episode with Formula One. One of the reasons people love Formula One so much is now we know who the drivers are. We know their relationships with each other. We know their relationships with their team principals, with their partners, with all sponsors even. Mm-hmm. Um, so there has to be that right balance of it. And and it's a tricky one because if you go too far, you get into this sort of like maudlin. I feel like that's one of the things that people don't like as much about American Ninja Warrior sometimes is like, all right, here comes the like sobby backstory, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. of like this guy who's just like just trying to make it happen. Right. Um and in fact you want to see if like he can make that jump.
0: Right. Exactly. People wanna see the athleticism, yeah. they appreciate the backstory to understand where this person's coming from, but it shouldn't be the forefront of the yes. story. Yeah. Exactly. And it doesn't right. always have
2: to be super sad. Yes. <laughs> no, it doesn't always have to. I mean it's like, same thing with the voice. It's always like the saddest thing, and you're like, Is this person even gonna make it on the show? Like... <laughs>
1: Wow, voice callback. I like it.
2: Yeah, I, I do love the voice, but sometimes they just they they lose me.
0: I think you brought up an interesting thing though, which is that Fox came up with its own version of Chase Tag, um, some kind of Chase Tag. I think they called it Ultimate Tag. That's what funny. happened to it in the end? Yes, they invested too much in the storytelling and you know the the drama behind it, but couldn't someone else come along and create another quad or course for? You know, chase tag and and compete with these brothers. They they could if they
2: wanted. To. They can't make a quad because that they do have a patent on the quad itself. But tag is universal. You know, it is a universal thing. And I think that for Christian and Damien, it was a hard time when Ultimate Tag was on because they said if it fails, then it would reflect badly on us that right. this right. is not a viable business. Mm-hmm. And if it succeeds, then they'll put us out of business. Right. And so it did fail because, I, I forget why they weren't renewed for another season other than the fact that they just they didn't do it right mm-hmm. is really kind of what it was. And I think a lot of the World Chase tag players tried to do that show as well and they said it wasn't really the same. Um, but the experience was off. The experience was off and so it's it could happen again but I think that them failing to renew a, a second season or to go on probably makes others weary of doing it. Yeah. And yeah. to just you just now invest into World Chase Tag.
1: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see, I mean, with all of these sports, it'll be interesting to see, you know, do people keep doing it? Does the skill level get better? Do, you know, the the viewing public is pretty fickle, you know, do mm-hmm. they sort of, I mean, with this and, you know, last episode we talked about cornhole, like, do people eventually sort of get sick of it and, and move on? I don't know. I I, I really don't, I don't know. know American Ninja Warrior has obviously been like a very lasting um, franchise. This could be as well. I mean, you know, I talked to some of the executives at ESPN who are who are backing this. I mean, they love the content. They love the live sports, uh, just as we've been talking about. So we'll see. I mean, it's a relatively low amount of investment. That's one of the things that I think makes this uh, appealing. So uh, jury's still out. But uh, yeah, that's
2: the thing with. With Christian and Damien, you know, funding a lot of it before Tublo Honey came in, the quad itself is not expensive mm-hmm. to make. Mm-hmm. So that that's what we talked about with Cornhole. It's the licensing, the merchandising. If they license that quad, and now more gyms, parkour gyms, and American Ninja Warrior gyms have them in, that's revenue for them as well. And it's it's low. You know, the obstacles are made out of metal, like mm-hmm. it's not a very expensive thing to build. So for them, it's not as high of a risk. Because you don't have to have millions and millions of dollars to right. start it.
1: I'm glad we didn't play though.
2: I'm not. It I looked really dangerous. To I have do. to say. I, I mean, that was. It. I would have had to sign like thousand waivers. We were. Yeah. We were. Listen. Essentially... About, I'm saying. I drove a Formula One car. I think I could play some chase tag. Oh.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're very athletic, but I was. I was worried for both of us. Not playing against each other. Just playing in general. Like yeah. once I watched people actually do it. Yeah. Um. It, I don't know the
2: jumping over things I definitely couldn't do. Yeah. Um, but diving, well, even the sliding under or something. That's what I'm saying. The diving. Yeah. yeah. I, this, this I used to do this. That yeah. was you know what I yeah. did for like, every time I saw someone do that, I was like I can totally do that. I can totally do that. <laughs> but um, not me, probably not me through in, metal. Though, you know, the metal bars is something that is a little daunting. You would hear them slap oh, against my God. it, and they would just
0: walk up like totally Ooh. fine. Yeah. I mean this is this is what I love about this series. You um in each episode you highlight a different sport that has succeeded for its own reason, right? Pickleball is popular because everyone loves playing it. This is popular because on social media, it's a sensation. People can't get enough of it. 20-second videos of people chasing each other around like it's Hollywood stunts is pretty compelling viewing. Exactly. All right, great stuff. Jason Kelly and Vanessa Perdomo, uh, of course, hosting Next in Sports, which is available every Wednesday on Bloomberg Television at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's also available on demand through YouTube and on Bloomberg.com the following day, where you can also catch the previous installments. Thank you so much, guys. Thank- What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more.